It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. And we're back with another Decal Download. I'm Reg Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning, along with Commissioner Amy Jacobs, as always. Well, for the 11th year, DECAL is offering a six-week intensive academic program for rising pre-K and rising kindergarten students called the Summer Transition Program. The program was created to support students who either did not attend Georgia's pre-K or Head Start or who need additional help before taking that next step. Commissioner, now is the time for Georgia child care providers across the state to apply for the Summer Transition Program. It is, and now is uh, the time to let us know if you're interested in offering this uh, effective six-week program uh, for three- and four-year-olds. And I will have to say, just given everything that students and teachers have faced um, this last school year during the pandemic, I think our summer transition program is going to be even more important this year. Yeah, definitely. Joining us to talk about summer transition is Megan McNeil, Summer Transition Program and Outreach Manager. Ashley Manning, whose son attended the Summer Transition Program at Little Ones Learning Center in Forest Park, and Jeff Randa, Director of Quality Implementation for Easter Seals of North Georgia, who hosted five summer transition classes, even last summer during a pandemic. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Thank you. So Megan, tell us a little bit about the idea for a summer transition program and how long have we been doing it here in Georgia? Well, sure. Um, so the intention of the program originally was to serve children who had not been enrolled in the Georgia's pre-K classroom at all during the school year. Um, it was intended to be a targeted program to serve our most at-risk students um, over the summer to give them a jump start on going to kindergarten. Um, it's still the intention of the program to do that, but the program has um, evolved over the last 11 years and grown tremendously. I think it's um, doubled, if not tripled in size, and we've added a second program. So it's it's continuing to grow and continuing to support the children that are out there that need the help. Um, there is two programs that kind of fall under our summer, summer transition program umbrella. One is Rising Pre-K and one is Rising Kindergarten. So our rising pre-K classrooms serve students whose home language is Spanish and who are going to be enrolled in Georgia's pre-K in the upcoming school year. So those are our little ones. Some of them are three just turning four. Some of them have just turned four. So that's one of our programs. And then we have a second program, which is called the Rising Kindergarten Program, which is the bigger of the two programs. And that program, like you had said earlier, is designed to support children who've either not gone to Georgia's pre-K or Head Start during a school year, who've gone all school year, um, and need additional support in the classroom over the summer, or some that have attended part of the year. Maybe they've moved into the area late, they were on a waiting list and got enrolled late, or we added a classroom somewhere midway through the school year and those children did not get the full year experience. So we've kind of expanded our criteria because we know that there are a lot of children out there though, even they've gone to school all school year, need additional support over the summer um, to get ready to go to kindergarten. So um, it has been our, uh, this is our 11th year that we'll be running the summer school program. And I've been a part of it since, I guess, maybe this is my seventh or eighth year. I can't even remember now, but um, <laughs> it's fun and I love it. And it's a great program and it's really been fun to see it grow over the last uh, you know, five to seven years. 
Yeah. Well, uh, Miss Manning, tell us about your son's experience in STP at Little Ones Learning Center, and how did you find out about the program, and what got you interested? Um, hi. Um, my son attended pre-K at Little Ones, and I saw the flyers, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cute, but he'll be okay. And then COVID hit. And although they transitioned pretty well, you know, they did their best with online classes and I also have like a school area at my home. Um, I knew that my my son needed a little bit more help. I signed him up for the SCP program at Little Ones and he had an awesome time. It was fun, it's very engaging. It, uh, he's more hands-on. And so this program was really fun for him. He learned quite a bit in such a short time and he, he just enjoyed himself every single day. And I personally liked having the engagement. Like there was a lot of family engagement and it was just fun. And, and little ones, they were incredibly creative in how we got together despite COVID. So, you know, I, I'm all for the summer transition program and I'm, I'm really happy you all had this. So Jeff, from the provider standpoint, how long has Easter Seals of North Georgia been involved in the program and what got you guys interested? Yeah, so we've uh, we've been doing it since 2015 and it was a way that we could um, increase our classrooms over the summer to offer summer programming and really support our, our dual language learners. Um, and we've expanded kind of as our organization has expanded. So each opportunity that we've had in some of our centers that have a a high population of dual language learners we've you know applied for and been granted the opportunity to continue to serve um, those children throughout the summer. Last year actually all of our classes had been um, rising pre-k and then last year we were able to expand it one of our centers in Atlanta to a rising kindergarten which was awesome um, especially given the fact that you know we were out during March and you know had no in-person um, you know for that amount of time to have that during the summer really help get those children ready for kindergarten. And of course, you know, for us and, and what we do across all of our child care centers is, is school readiness. And so this was a, you know, opportunity to help get our families and not just the children, because, you know, we're, we're serving both, especially through STP. I mean, there's such a family component to it. So it gives us the opportunity to, you know, get, get the children and the families ready for kindergarten. Well, as we mentioned, this is a six week program. Um, during that time, does the classroom day look a lot like a normal day in Georgia's pre-K program? Yes, um, absolutely. So it's set up to mimic a Georgia's pre-K program as far as the schedule goes, though we always allow programs to do what's going to be best for their students. We, we will say, you know, we want you to do this, but if something works better, we want you to do what's best for the students in your classroom because you know them and we don't. But we do expect them to have all the components that you would see during a pre-K instructional day during the school year. So it's a six and a half hour day. Um, it's jam-packed with a lot of stuff, but you're also going to see the same types of programs like you're going to have music and movement, you're going to have large group literacy, you're going to have small group time, you're going to have the center time, the, you know, uninterrupted playtime for those students. They also get the opportunity to go outside and also have the opportunity to, to have that quiet time or nap time, whatever meets their needs best. Some of our students in the summer, because they're getting ready to go to kindergarten, don't necessarily need to nap anymore, but they still need that time to decompress and have that quiet time. So they're going to get a little bit of everything like they would during the school year, sort of to um, look at all the domains of development. Um, normally during our summer programs in our rising pre-K classrooms, we have 14 students. In our rising kindergarten classrooms, we have 16 students. So the class sizes are smaller 
during a typical school year, there's 22 in a pre-K class. So that gives them the opportunity to individualize instruction, to meet the needs of the students. Um, and this summer, because of COVID and children being out and not being in, some of them haven't been in school at all face-to-face -face this school year, we are reducing the class sizes even more this summer. Um, so rising pre-K classrooms will be 10 students and rising kindergarten classrooms will be 12 students. That will give the teachers the opportunity to really dive in and focus on what do these kids need to know to get them ready to go on to that next level, whether it be pre-K or kindergarten. Um, these kids need the additional time and support from their teachers. So we're hoping that the smaller, even smaller class sizes this summer will give them the opportunity to really do that. So Jeff, last year you held your summer transition program during a pandemic. <laughs> what was that like? And and what kind of modifications uh, did that require? Well, yeah, we were super excited. Um, you know, when they get the email from Megan saying that, you know, STP was going to be an option that summer, we were we were pretty fired up because we, you know, being in constant contact with all of our families from the point that we went out at March and knowing that there was, uh, you know, not only a need, but a want, um, you know, that we did have uh, interested families who wanted to bring their children back. So, yeah, a lot of adjustments, right? It, it seems like it's, uh, you know, an old hat now, and it really did help us get ready for the fall. But, you know, using all the guidance we got, you know, from right from the start, you know, we had all the different safety measures. I think the biggest modification was probably schedule with, you know, not, you know, being able to allow the parents into the building, um, being able to social distance and being able to go through all the different cleaning protocols. You know, we typically don't do a car rider line. Um, and we did. Um, and it went beautifully. Um, you know, they, you know, children, we greet them at the beginning. We, we talk to the parents in the car. We, you know, take their temperatures. We ask the screening questions, you know, all the things again, now that I think it's it, it, in June was, you know, four. And now it's just it's just how we operate. Um, and so, you know, our teachers, our staff, they all wear masks. Um, you know, we, we invested in some different cleaning things, foggers, that sort of thing, to be able to clean and sanitize the rooms and the playgrounds, you know, once the one group of children went to the playground and came off. We had another group, you know, we had somebody come out and clean and do everything they needed to do just to try to keep it, you know, as safe as possible. And we, you know, we felt very good about the fact. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have to close any of our classrooms during the summer, which was awesome. And, you know, again, the children were in their bubble. So the, you know, the, the, the number of children in the class and teachers, that's who they were with. Um, and so, you know, it was a, a big adjustment, but one that not only really helped those those children, especially the ones who transitioned to kindergarten, um, but, you know, really helped prepare us and our staff and those children who were coming back to us in the fall for pre-K. Um, you know, it made where in August when everybody came back for good, and we've been in person since, um, made that transition much easier. So got everybody, everybody involved. And I'm wondering, uh, Ms. Manning, from your perspective as a, a parent, what was it like to have your son in a program, but under these circumstances of, of COVID-19? Oh, man, it was crazy because I'm so hands-on. I am one of those parents who is always engaged and always helping somewhere, and I couldn't do that. <laughs> For him, it just was, yeah, I get to go back to school. <laughs> he was so excited. He didn't have an issue with a mask. He just wanted to hang out with his friends and just have fun. And that was it. <laughs> kind of like mom, go away. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he was happy about that. I so um, I, I, I'm thrilled about them offering this program during that time because everything was, it was so uncertain. Yeah, absolutely. It gives a little bit of stability for, uh, for young kids, for sure. They don't, yes. they don't really notice the difference. They're just happy to be in school with their friends, right? <laughs> 
yes, yes. For the most That's part. What I was going to say the children probably transitioned into all this much easier than the <laughs> teachers and the directors <laughs> and principals. Um, and honestly, Reg, I mean, we, we didn't operate all of our classrooms last summer. We had many that chose not to, which was obviously their option. But the ones that did really did a fantastic job with it. And if they had an issue, it was contained to a classroom, contained to a school. Like it, it wasn't anything crazy that happened. And most of our schools um, sailed through the summer great and really didn't have any major concerns. So that was good. And like Jeff said, it was good for them to have that kind of pre-planning <laughs> before starting pre-K in the fall to kind of work out the kinks of what it was going to look like for all those kids to come back in the fall. Yeah. Well, Megan, the application process is about to open. So you're about to get um, super busy. Who qualifies for offering the summer transition program and how do they apply? So any current Georgia's pre-K provider that has a grant agreement with us for the 2020-2021 school year, so right now, is eligible to apply for the summer program. Um, so the nice thing is, is our current uh, participants from last summer um, continue on. And so they do have to go through the application process, but they don't have to reapply as a new provider every summer. So that's helpful for them because they can start planning, they can start enrolling students, they can start getting ready. For anyone that does not have a classroom currently and would be a new um, provider of SPP, the application will open on February 22nd. It opens in Panda, which is our database that we use for pre-K and all of our providers know what that is. Um, we will send an email out to all of our current Georgia's pre-K providers to let them know that the application is open so that they can go in and they can submit it. Um, it's answering questions and there's a few components to it. Um, the application will close on March 12th, um, and we don't take any applications after five o'clock that day. So um, we do send some emails throughout that time to let people know and remind them that it's, a, it's about to close. Remember to submit your application. Um, but that's the process, and it will open just in a couple of weeks. So yeah, we're getting ready for that. So when will you announce the locations this year? So providers who currently, like I said earlier, have Georgia's or have summer, um, they already know that they can move forward. So that's good. Like I said, so we have families, if they contact us, we can already kind of say, this is where we had providers last year and they're continuing for the summer. So go ahead and reach out to them to enroll. Um, for anyone that we're going to be um, funding new, which I'm not, we don't know exactly how many classes new we'll have, but we'll um, notify those providers in early April, and then we'll go ahead and post that list of sites on our website. So if you go to the DECAL website and there's a program tab at the top, one of the programs that drops down is a summer transition program. For a list of locations, click here. And when you click here, the, the programs that have summer transition will open up. So that will be updated um, probably the beginning to mid-April where families can go and access the locations. And it will include the school name, the address, and the phone number, and how many classrooms they have, whether it's rising pre-K or rising kindergarten. Parents need to contact the school directly to enroll um, because we don't do any enrollment at this um, state. All of our providers do it um, individually at their location. So families need to contact them about enrollment. So as Ms. Manning saw the flyer at Little Ones, just uh, that will be announced locally at each individual provider's location? Yeah, so our, our programs do a great job of, um, in schools, doing a great job of advertising um, locally, how they advertise normally for Georgia's pre-K. And then um, someone spoke a little bit about, but we have a family component, which is great. We have um, someone in the summer that's called the transition coach. 
And that transition coach is hired by the school and their, their job is to work with families over the summer and also to help recruit students for the summer. So they start working um, much earlier than the summer transition program starts. And they do that because they go into their communities. Um, they go into stores, they go into places where families are, they go to their local defects offices, wherever they think families will be, that's where those transition coaches go. And they're trying to find students to enroll them. Um, and so that's part of their job. And so again, they do um, advertise locally, we'll have it on our website. And then there's you know lots of people out in their local communities kind of spreading the word about the program so that families are aware of it. One of the things I didn't mention earlier, normally we have a um, income eligibility component to this program. Um, this is again, a very targeted program. We're trying to serve our most at-risk students, our students who really need to be in the summer program. So those students are normally the students we're always looking to enroll. This summer due to COVID and we know the um, educational and emotional impacts that this pandemic has had on our children and our families, um, we are actually um, lifting that income eligibility component requirement for this summer only um, to open up the doors to be able to serve more students this summer. So we want to serve as many students as we can, um, especially those students who really need to be in there. And we don't want income to be um, a way that they can't get in. And so we're hoping that by, by lifting that for the summer that we're able to serve more students, um, those that might need income eligibility, but also those that may not um, this summer that will give the opportunity to serve more students. I'll also have to just say, we want to open as many of these classrooms as we possibly can. So if you are a current pre-K provider and you are listening and maybe have not done it in the past, um, please tune in and reach out because we really think this is a great program, especially for this summer and want to reach yeah. as many um, students as we possibly can. Uh, so independent researchers who have evaluated STP say the program significantly impacts the children served, especially in their crucial language and literacy skills. Um, and I just have to say that's impressive for a six week program. Um, but I want, want to ask the three of you, would you agree uh, with that finding from our research? And I'll start with you, Megan. Um, absolutely. Um, I think obviously we have uh, the research studies that show that it makes a difference. We've always known that it makes a difference, but we have the research to back it up. But then I think even more important and more meaningful is um, people like Ashley um, or people like Jeff who call me after they've run the program and talk about how beneficial it was and how much these students have grown and whether it's in one area of development or four areas of development, um, or maybe it's a child that was terrified to leave his family and then came into the summer program and is now basically running the class in six weeks and is ready to go to kindergarten. <laughs> Whatever it is, these anecdotal stories that these families call me or these, these providers call me, those, those just are way more meaningful to me than the research. It's just awesome. So um, I think it's nice that we have both. We have the research to back it up and we also have the families and our providers who all, I mean, love the program, want more classrooms. These, these kids really benefit by being in the summer program. Mm -hmm. Jeff, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, because the summer transitioning program encompasses strengthen the family approach and with our transition coaches and the bilingual staff, they all work together to assist the children and the families with those crucial language skills. I mean, our, our you know, vision at Easter Seals is, you know, strengthening families and children at most critical times in their life. So it all fits together. 
Um, and, you know, this helps the, the families be the child's first and most important teacher. Um, you know, for us, for many of our rising pre-K and some of the rising kindergartners who have, you know, IEPs, we, we saw significant gains not only in the language acquisition, but kind of to what Megan's point in social emotional skills as well. And so it just, it builds a great foundation. It's, a, it's literally a group effort between everybody, between the families, between the staff and, and between the children. And so it just, it's just a great program. Miss Manning, I definitely want to get uh, your parent perspective. What impact did you see with your son after being in this program last year? Oh, you know what? Uh, to piggyback off of Jeff, this social emotional component for my son was incredibly important for me. And he gained so much, especially during the, the COVID situation. Uh, and also with the, he wanted to read more and he was, he was, ready to do more with his alphabet versus before. It's kind of like, yeah, we can do that. But now it's like, oh, I know what that is. Oh, and but the social emotional component as a parent, we were given a lot of different tools to be able to help um, our children, to be patient with them, to help guide them, steer them in the right direction. If something didn't work, let's try something new. There were so many different components to our our education as well um, that the SCP provided for us. And I think it, it would be helpful for a lot of different families. That's great to know. For more information about the Summer Transition Program, you can visit our DECAL website. It's decal.ga.gov or email questions about the program to summerschool at decal.ga.gov. You can also contact Megan directly at megan.mcnail at decal.ga.gov or call her on 770-357-4911. Megan, Ashley, Jeff, thanks so much for being with us today. And we're looking forward to the upcoming um, program, summer transition program for 2021. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hi, I'm Corey Dickens, and I work in the legal division here in Atlanta. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is, what are some of your favorite activities to do with your kids? Thanks, Corey, for that question. So um, as my children are getting a little bit older, they're kind of out of that preschool age. I have an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old girl and a boy, and so they're very different activities. Um, but we all enjoy just being outside and um, going to the park. And if we go on vacation, we love going to the beach. Um, but my daughter specifically loves to do baking and she likes to do like really intricate baking, which takes up a lot of time, but I do try to cooperate with that because um, I'm glad she likes it. Um, but we've, uh, we've done a lot of baking recently and she likes to try really interesting uh, recipes. I think we've got something on the agenda for this weekend, like a watermelon slushie or something. So. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Here's your chance to win a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers received. Email your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question What year is this for Georgia's pre K summer transition program? What year? is this for Georgia's pre-K summer transition program? Answer that correctly at decal, download at decal.ga.gov. We'll draw one name out from all the correct answers and award a prize. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. 
For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.